okay, you don't have to eat meat, bro. You don't have to eat, do all this extra shit. The alternative to the food shortage is eat healthier, eat smarter. You know what I'm saying? Eat to sustain life. It's, it's been for too long, especially I'm looking at the um, uh, the obesity right here in America, bro. Motherfuckers don't care about what they put in their body, bro. That's all I'm saying. Find healthier alternatives. If there's a food shortage, make smarter decisions, healthier decisions, bro. Because I guarantee you, a lot of people are not looking for the healthier decisions. They're looking for the cheap, fatty shit. Tonight, uh, we're going to um, get into the uh, food shortage. Um, the uh, food shortage prices um, in America. Um, and um, just because of like dealing with like inflation, uh, dealing with, you know, uh, certain items being off of the shelves, um, people have been noticing that a lot of things in America that have been going on. So I would just like to see uh, um, for the people out there, uh, if y'all think, you know, whether uh, there is a food uh, shortage crisis going on or are y'all feeling the effects of it or, um, you know, um, just I, let me know y'all's opinion and um, the way that y'all feel about it. But uh, we're going to go ahead and start off with Captain Casual. And then uh, yeah. from there, we'll uh, move on to uh, Knowledge Cipher and then uh, Southern Socialist. Mm. All right. But so uh, Captain Casual, as always, don't follow me on nothing. Um. The Great Bengal Famine of 1770 killed 10.3 million people. The Chinese Famine of 1958 to 1961, as a result of the Great Leap Forward, when they collectivized the farms, killed 4.5 million people. And a collective total of 750 million people have been killed, have died in the last thousand years just from famine. 20% of the world is still living in famine. With that being said, when we localize food shortage to, to us as a consumer nation, it's a logistics issue and it's a, it's a worker and transport issue. It's, I think there is a food shortage. I don't think there is a production shortage other than the lack of people that are able to work in the factories. Whether it's a result of that shit or... I like that phrase, by the way. <laughs> um... Or if there are other factors at play, but the the combination of that and inflation absolutely has had an impact. You're seeing my wife works at Albertsons. We're seeing 25 to 30 percent increase in the cost for meat, and we can't they can't stock the shelves with chicken or steak at times. Dairy is up 20 percent. There are times where milk is like a week late getting there, and then they have to refuse the delivery. The cost of basically non-fast food type goods are all going up between 9 and 21%. And stores, you may have noticed, some things are just getting harder to stock. Companies are cutting back on flavors. They're cutting down on portions in each thing. So absolutely, there is a shortage. And as for the other questions, we'll answer then. But um, I think that we are perilously close to hitting a point where the shortage is going to outlast the other economic factors we're dealing with and it's going to prevent us from being able to kind of reset our economy so all right and then uh next we got uh knowledge yeah uh knowledge on discord slim tv on twitch 
Um, as far as this topic uh, goes, I'm just be a listener because um, I'm not really familiar with this topic, uh, the food shortage in America. I'm more, uh, what really affects me as a shopper, as a dad that goes to the store and shop, just inflation, like the price of everything. You know, if it's not on the list, I don't really, uh, you know, uh, I go I go to the grocery store with a grocery list. You know what I'm saying? So uh, just the prices really affect me. I'm not really too uh, too sure about the food shortage situation. So I, I hopefully hopefully y'all in the panel can enlighten me on it. Like I said, I'm gonna just be more of a listener on this one because I'm not too familiar. I'm gonna do research on the side as well, but well, here, let me ask you this for part of your intro. When you go to the store, the things on your list, are you noticing that the shelves are more empty on those items? Like, say Not, you might be looking for chicken and you, you have to choose breasts instead of drums type thing. Nah, because usually okay. in parentheses, it, the list says drums or breasts, so I know like what to get. And I, I usually don't have a, just really the price I've seen has been a, a main factor. Not necessarily any items missing. You know. All right, sorry for interrupting. By the way, oh no, no, you good, you good, you good. But yeah, I'm more of a listener on this on this one because I'm not too uh, sure of uh, of the food shortage. Unless uh, you're talking about supply distribution and all that other aspects that go into it. But well, any yeah. kind of food shortage that that there is, like right now, it's probably we'll get into it. But the right now, it's just the current stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, I'm gonna just be a listener until like um, you know, I get a little bit more information. Oh, and that's all I have for my opening. Uh, next, we got um, Southern. Yeah, so it's uh, Southern underscore socialist 24 on TikTok. Not currently on any other social medias other than TikTok. Uh, that may change in the near future, but as of right now, just the TikTok. Um, so on the question of if there is a food shortage, um, my answer, I suppose, is somewhat twofold. Um, do I think that there is currently a food shortage as in, in comparison to our norm? Yes, absolutely. Um, but I think this food shortage is largely a manufactured one. Um, the United States, according to the FDA, regularly throws out anywhere from 30 to 40 percent of our produced food now this is perfectly good food it's not spoiled food um, that's just thrown out um, this is done largely to increase consumer demand uh, and make it seem as if food is in more demand than what it actually is it's for stocks more or less um, if we had access to that to those goods uh, we can clear up a lot of problems, including the problems that we're seeing right now. Um, but uh, working from the situation as it exists, yeah, this is not a good situation, um, especially tied in with the inflation. You know, you include that factor. Um, it means that more people are going to be put into poverty. And of course, the people that are already impoverished, they're just going to suffer more. Um, anyone that's ever had to deal with food insecurity will tell you that there is nothing fun about trying to decide to eat that half a pack of ramen or that one can of Vienna weenies that you have in the cabinet. So this is certainly an issue that needs addressed, um, but uh, I'm, I'm sure that uh, it could be addressed fairly easily should we address some of the underlying systemic problems that capitalism is causing us. Yeah. Ooh, he threw out the C word. 
And uh, next we got it wasn't Kami. <laughs> next we got our Joseph. Yeah, so I'm Joseph. I'm from New Hampshire, and I'm coming on this panel sort of from a perspective where I don't really see any issue with food shortages, and so it's hard to talk about it from from like a a, a first person perspective, like oh some no, amber alert. <laughs> Oh, some some kids got stolen. Save the babies. It's Texas, so, man. <laughs> so it's hard to come at this from a perspective I just got of <laughs> going to the store and uh, actually experiencing it myself. <laughs> and so I'm on this panel sort of to to hear other people's perspectives to see really how bad it is in in bigger cities uh, and to see if it's actually a big a big issue or as big of an issue as the news is saying so i don't really have too much to talk about on the actual food shortage i'm not sure how um like food processing and shipment works so i'm just kind of here to learn similar to knowledge and what state are you in by the way new hampshire all right yeah so i'm like northeast northeast yeah yeah in a tiny tiny state that kind of does its own thing. Come on. Oh, look at that nice vegan boudin. All right, so next That's we got uh, <laughs> next we got uh, Zara. Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, there you are. All right. Um, on this particular topic, I'm coming um from a perspective of somebody who knows what poverty really is so um i don't think that there would ever be a food shortage in america in the foreseeable future for any reason at all because um there are counterbalances to where if a certain product or anything like that was to go short your government would probably put an effort into getting that particular thing so for instance if sugar started to be a commodity where everybody needed it and it was in shortage i think the american government would probably get a big scoop of that like at first all right and uh just uh let everybody on youtube know who you are uh, no, I don't really have a YouTube at all. I'm just a random dude. <laughs> yeah. Everyone all is right, somebody. Right. Nah, he's he's zero the casual a gamer, random. man. Zero I do have a random. You ain't no random, bro. You zero the casual gamer, bro. Say that shit out of problem. I have a YouTube, but it's whatever. All right. For sure. For sure. Well, nah, we can definitely get that um, at the end. You know, everybody can leave uh, their socials or whatnot. But anyway, um, since everybody, since we all, uh, well, let me uh, just give my take real quick. Um, because I, I say like I uh, used to work in like the uh, grocery store industry, and like you know I just noticed it, like uh, noticed you know like basically like people's baskets, you know like people would leave with like a small basket. Uh, and that would usually cost them around what, like fifty, sixty dollars, and a full basket used to cost what, like around like one hundred fifty to two hundred dollars. Two, yeah. 200. Now, 
you know, you, you see people leaving with small baskets around like 100 to 150 and the big baskets three to like five hundred dollars and it's just yeah like there's uh well i wouldn't say that that's uh due to like a food shortage uh that would be definitely due to like inflation uh but you know um also uh you know um um you know like when i was in that industry like uh you know they had like food limits and whatnot you know i'm not sure if uh they have those by grocery stores near y'all but you know it'll be like uh you can only get like two packets of wings or like uh you know like two uh, rationing so you know um it is like certain things like that that i've been noticing i'm not necessarily uh sure that's connected to like the food shortage or whatnot but you know i've definitely i've been noticing a change but uh, since uh, everybody's uh, already heard like everybody's opinion or whatnot, we can kind of uh, just uh, go back and forth and respond to each other. But just remember to keep it respectful. Thank you. Keep your, uh, you know, try to keep your points, uh, you know, like a little bit short, uh, just so that everybody on the panel has a time to respond. And then also just keep in mind that um, everybody can't have a screaming match. You know, uh, you know, some people uh you know just can't be yelling or whatnot you know so uh and, and then i mean some people just don't feel like yelling so uh you know just um keep it respectful and uh just uh let everybody have their peace i want to start with the person who i don't know if they were blaming or injecting as a symptom capitalism i would remind them that capitalism <laughs> as a system has raised the global population out of poverty from in the 18 in the 1880s i believe uh, the poverty rate was something like 85 or 90 percent and now we're down to about 15 percent globally there are disparities and that's fair um but i think to suggest that capitalism is the reason uh is pretty far-fetched a and b uh to your point goon i have a family of four a teenager, a preteen, my wife and myself, and even with her discount at Albertsons and you know shopping for what's on sale, our monthly food budget is $1300. That's our rent. <laughs> Straight up. Like and and it's not like Straight we up. eat in excess. I mean, you see like we home cook stuff. I don't go out to eat very often. You know, Bro. we we don't Dang. buy name brand stuff if we don't need to. Store brand spaghetti is the same as freaking uh, Fortelli spaghetti. And we cut corners where we can. When we get meats, we're noticing that the cuts are worse. Like this is the this is the other thing. Like these are mitigating factors, but they are signs of the problem. If you go now to the store and you get a steak, you'll notice that there's more marbling in it. There's more fat, more white lines, and less general meat. And the meat may be lower quality. It grills different. It cooks different. These are all things. These are all steps they're taking to reduce the appearance of the food shortage while the people who understand what it's supposed to look like acknowledge it that's a sign that we are losing a status of food supply in that in the quality that we are accustomed to i think there might not be an objective food shortage but i think the food but i think they're using that term for quality of the food portions available and in some cases yes there are some things that aren't getting restocked in the shelves and again, you know, my wife work, working at a store, I hear about it when it happens. 
you know, delivery is not coming. Delivery is coming in something that the store ordered just can't be delivered. It does happen. You'll notice stores more and more are changing how things are displayed. So it it is a real problem. I think in a historical context, it's not as bad as it has been. But we are on a fast track because inflation is working with these issues to make it harder for food to get delivered because it's making everything more expensive and fewer companies are able to manage it. So, so to respond to the, the the point about capitalism bringing people out of poverty, so yeah, it's true that capitalism, um, as as a system anyway, has brought people out of poverty. That's not deniable. Um, however, despite that fact, no one would ever, I, I know of no socialist that would ever claim that feudalism is a greater system as opposed to capitalism. And it's true. Capitalism is preferential to other systems. And different points in time of capitalism can re- reflect different outcomes. Um, like he's mentioned in the 1800s, um, poverty was much at a much higher rate. Now, I would argue that that is... While some parts of that might be due to capitalist enterprise, I would say that that is in large part due to the other factors that have changed since the 1800s, namely technology, um, the availability of goods, how quickly we can move goods around thanks to that technology, etc., etc. But don't those, um, can you not attribute those labor? advancements to capitalism? Like, for example, the mass production model that capitalism creates to feed demand, just as an example. Uh, massively increased the availability of air conditioners. In the 1920s and 1930s, heat was one of the primary sources of of non-human-related death, seasonally speaking, right? Now, air conditioner you can go to the store and get an air conditioner for $100 that will cool off most of a house, a small house. Even in the 50s and 60s, the same unit might have cost five or 600 It was a very bougie... Uh, appliance and is commonplace thanks to not only the the, competi- the competitive market that capitalism creates but also because of the mechanisms that capitalism creates on its own just to produce and meet a demand of the public yeah you know, like I'm, I'm not denying that capitalism has certain benefits now as, as far as the like for example with your uh, your example with the air conditioners um yeah, like as as this technology gets created, regardless of what system it's in, the uh, most new technology that comes out will be almost exclusively for very wealthy people. This just tends to be the trend across the board. That problem actually is only exacerbated by capitalism because early profit motive, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, and of course, as that as that no longer becomes viable and more people want access to it. And all the very wealthy people have already paid their exorbitant amounts of money for their extremely bougie goods. Then, of course, they'll dissipate that down. You know, they'll start providing it a slightly cheaper and cheaper and cheaper route until everyone can afford it. Um, well, and again, that that is just for prop. That's driven totally by profit. Like, well, regardless. I got a I got a question for both of y'all because I haven't heard y'all. I heard both of y'all talk about capitalism, but y'all haven't touched on this on this point. Don't y'all agree that, or would y'all agree that capitalism is one of the biggest perpetrators of poverty in, in this country? It's not the perpetrator of poverty. Oh, I know, I not the, that, but one of the biggest perpetrators. I, I would poverty. say no. I would say that in some instances, regionally, poverty 
or impoverishment can be a side effect based on which side of the coin you are. Like, I'm not going to say that that capitalism has only ever done good. There have been side effects and knock-on effects. The, the point that's being driven home in this case is that the effect that the primary effects of capitalism, which is, you know, you have a competitive market, you have a need to evolve products over time to create things on mass scale, which the creation, which when you are able to make something on a larger scale, you can cheapen the cost because when you order in bulk, you order in bulk cheaper and how it relates to food. So we stay on the food shortage um, as a good example, as you know, cattle farms have gotten huge. Like there was to go back a little bit. There was a point in time, even as late as the 50s and 60s, if you wanted a decent quality steak, that decent quality steak at a random steakhouse is going to cost you like 25, 30 bucks just for the steak. It wasn't very big. And it was something that someone might get once every six months. You know, steak was only something for a special occasion. Yeah. Here we are 50 years later, you can get a decent steak just because you feel like steak because the process of of corralling the cows the killing of the cows the processing of the meat has become much cheaper and much better like that in in this in this instance capitalism drives those innovations i would argue that a steak is still very much expensive and still very much a luxury good well i was just thinking i was just more expensive than some other foods but you get the idea I was just thinking on a model of capitalism as it progressed from slavery, from free fucking labor to how it progressed to what it is today. You know what I'm saying? That's the capitalism part. It perpetuates poverty because those slaves, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they made enough to get fed three times a day, if that, and they had a little place to live. That's what the, you pretty much work. The you two work aren't 40 connected hours though, because that, slavery existed prior to capitalism. I'm yes, but capitalism about, took advantage of slavery. Exactly. Because it's capitalism. Does because that, it's a every system took always. advantage of slavery. And the, the socialist and capitalism, ideas of Egypt capitalized on slavery. And okay. just in that case, it was the Jews and not the African Americans. Okay, but okay, but to capitalize is the key of capitalism. To make to, 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 to produce to produce exactly. And look, I'm just saying you can't. I mean, I I would just ask y'all: Is it a perpetrator of poverty? Is, what, is so, it one of the yeah. biggest perpetrators of poverty as a, as a system? Is undeniably a huge perpetrator of poverty. So, like, for example, um, a huge driving force for the slave market um, during a time when we had slaves uh, was the, the need for cheap labor. I mean, as a matter of fact, that was the whole reason that the South went to war. I mean, you can see where the Southern aristocracy pushed the Southern common peoples. Yeah, they used rhetoric to do it, of course, but why did the Southern aristocracy care so much? Well, it was because their entire form of life depended upon somebody's slavery. mic is going haywire. Yeah. Is that is it mine or nah, John? Uh, I think it's the fellow that just joined. I can't see because we're playing Booker. I'm good. I think there's some echo through his mic. All right, uh, just um, continue. Um, in any event, so yeah, there, and so we're not slaves. I, him. I can't slaves. hear him over that. Hey, yeah, that's um, John. There we go. Okay, okay. I think that may have fixed. Yeah. 
right. um, whenever we couldn't keep slaves anymore, well, then we just outsourced our slavery <laughs> to the third world. And then, of course, that's when the prison industrial complex came into uh, into being shortly thereafter. Um, and that just provided even more, while not free labor, I mean, it's effectively free. Well, no, nah, they still got free labor because once the slaves got free, they had nowhere to go. So what the what did the uh, former masters of plantation, those owners of those plantations do? Come back and we'll give you a place to stay, a food, the same thing we've been doing to you since you was enslaved, but we'll just make it more official now. You know what I'm saying? So they always had free labor in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And this was, this was something that they could have always afforded to do. They just decided not to because it was more profitable to have free labor. And, you know, like uh, like he had mentioned, you can see like an enormous uh, amount of freed slaves like eventually then became indentured servants mm -hmm. because of that process. You know, because they were freed. They had essentially nothing. And the government just indentured like... Indentured servitude existed during slavery. Yeah. So at that point, they had no choice but to accept indentured servitude. So, yeah, and I mean, like even looking past that, looking into the modern day, uh, there is very clear examples of where corporate corporate profiteering is absolutely causing abject poverty. I mean, it's modeled after slavery. Yeah, I mean, the but gas pump not is not too point. far from the topic, how it relates to capitalism yeah. affecting the food shortage or pot or family. Yeah, so much like, in the same way that it affects the gas pump prices. It affects food prices too. Now, obviously, food is one of those things that can't really fluctuate insanely too much. It food still has to be an accessible thing. Um, I feel like a lot of people seem to associate profiteering with luxury goods, and that's not the case. I mean, there absolutely is profiteering even in the most basic commodities, such as food. Um, I mean, like, what does a McDouble cost McDonald's to make? versus what they charge for it. I mean, it's astronomical. Then you can see that with the absurd amounts of money that these corporations are gathering every year. To, to For people to understand the scale of what he's talking about, like he talks about the McDouble, but I can give you a concrete example. It's not specifically food. You know those pool noodles, those little styrofoam noodles that kids hit each other with? Costs 15 cents to make one, and they charge $7 to buy it. Yeah. That's capitalism. Yeah, that's capital. At its most basic. That's not capitalism. Isn't the mechanism that creates that price? Competition or lack of competition creates the price because the same item is going to cost roughly equivalent in any system. And if but the, that's what I'm saying, to capitalize is to be like, all right, nobody so else is nobody else has you, this product, so I'm gonna charge the most because nobody else is offering it. So would you say that socialism, as compared to capitalism, would be better in terms of preventing poverty? No. Absolutely. I don't think so. Then 100%. why? Then I believe in capitalism. In, I just... How come people in Venezuela <laughs> are killing dogs to eat? How come they're talk? How come they're working on revolution? It's a socialist country. The they same have the way. largest oil reserve in the entire world, and they managed to bankrupt themselves. Bro, the same way people in America are robbing and killing each other for basic necessities like rent money. It's, yeah. all, it's, it's, all, it's the same it's a different in America the richest nation the richest, America is the richest nation in the world there should be the American yeah. citizens should not work 40 hours a week and still have to go rob somebody just to make the other half of the rent that's insane you know what I'm saying but it happens in America Blayla, it's they, I'm sorry bro go ahead Venezuela has a huge problem right now mm -hmm. 
Um, that problem is namely the United States of America. <laughs> any any time a country has ever attempted socialism, what has happened? I'm we studying Africa. I'm studying Africa right now. That's a fact. That's a fact. America does and not we like don't independence. Do it with our military. We do it with our economy. The United States economy is very much just just as big a weapon. I would I would argue our economy is an even greater weapon than all of our missiles. And God knows we have a lot of missiles. I say America's only as uh America America the American dollar is backed by nukes. You know what I'm saying? America's mm-hmm. only as good as its nuclear arsenal. That's what I always say. Yeah. The economy Absolutely. is backed by its military power. So but, um, what did we uh, do? Hold on, what did we do? For in terms of the famine, because in in Venezuela, because the sto- the stores don't have food on their shelves, when the rare truck would come that had some form of grain or whatnot, they would basically get robbed. What did the U.S. have to do with that? Because we've been hands off with Venezuela, mostly because public sentiment was never for interfering in the first place. Well, uh, America well, I mean, been hands off since. I mean, we we did that ages ago, though. Um, as far as today, like we still have tra- active trade embargoes on them. Um, and additionally, uh, Venezuela, by w- the United States, by way of trade association, and all the countries that we trade with, which is pretty much everyone, we typically don't like to do business with socialist countries. Um, and because of that, without access to America's enormous amount of trade partners and just the general trade that america can can finance um they lose access to tons of markets um the trade embargo also prevents a lot of goods from coming in and out uh we destabilize their economy they still just haven't recovered i mean we're talking about a country that was a perpetual war up until like what maybe 30 years ago they done that up all up and down in south america bro all all around africa bro Especially during the '60s when the Soviet Union was a thing, bro. Come on now, that's why no, we did that Congo day, leaders in the Congo was assassinated. That's why Muammar Gaddafi. We could talk about that on another stream, but he gets a bad rap because of the idea of independence, anti-capitalist ideology. But man, what's the topic, bro? We, I feel like we, well, we yeah. so far off well, the nah, topic. Well, well, y'all, nah, I, I said one thing, <laughs> and y'all went on to, a whole <laughs> 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 man, it, got, it got deep, bro. We, we got, I was about to. What, well, no, I was about to get it back on, but then Captain had got it back on topic by mentioning the uh, food shortage in Venezuela. Then I don't know what the fuck y'all y'all started, you know, just going off about something. I don't know. Venezuela is a that's a separate thing. Let's talk about America. But uh, yeah, so uh, let me um, ask one of the questions then, if y'all if y'all would like me to, or or did y'all have something to say? I think that. And as I said before, I think the government and even companies are trying to mitigate the appearance of a food shortage with the lower qualities in some cases, lower quantity. You've heard the term before, shrinkflation. Um, you know, your hot cocoa packets have a little bit less in them. Potato chip bags have a little bit less. Like there's, oh, they've been doing. They're that doing, for, yeah. They've been, well, they've been doing that off and on based on economic factors, but it's becoming noticeable now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can, you know, there's two ways to look at that. You can either bitch and moan or be mad about the fact that they're reducing things, or we can think, okay, that fucking sucks. Like it's not cool to to be reducing what we get for the dollar. But is that better than say 
not being able to have that in the first place. Hey, you know, uh, what? Hey, uh, bro, where did you go to see the? Um, I'm sorry, bro. Hold on, never, I, found right. I wanted to see the questions because what you okay, said okay, just. You found it. What are, what number three? What alternatives can we use to substitute for our We're diet? Not, That's a, well, I, I don't want to jump ahead, but I'm just yeah, saying yeah, that. Yeah, yeah I, I remember yeah, reading it. And yeah, and, uh, don't don't jump ahead yet, bro. My fault, my fault. <laughs> but yeah, when he said that, when he said that, it kind of made me yeah. think about the alternatives. But go ahead, bro. I like the fact that you pay attention and you're like thinking of something else on the side and then come together. I can always see the wheels turning with you. Knowledge. He all right, right. He all right. And I've been, and I've been drinking tonight. Don't gas him up, bro. Don't gas him up. Ned, don't gas me up. I've been drinking tonight, bro. I don't even know what gas. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing, bro. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, yeah, let me uh, ask one of the questions, man. All right, all right. So, the uh, first question, then. Are we in a food shortage? And uh, I, I will start off with Captain, and then, you know, we'll just. I feel like around. we answered that in the intro. I feel like most of us did in the intro, I should say. All right, y'all feel like uh, you know that's already been, it's already been taken care of. Well, uh, for the um, second one, is going to be um, how bad will the food shortage get? And mm. um, I'll start off with Captain, and then you know um, go to Knowledge, and then Southern. And then Zara, the casual gamer. When the famine of 1958 started in China, it was because Mao Zedong wanted, it was called the Great Leap Forward. He wanted to convert China from an agricultural nation to a manufacturing and technological nation, industrial nation. What he did was, and I'm, this is set up because it's important. Uh, he had all the farmers compelled, we'll use the word compelled, the farmers to abandon the individual farm and instead have a select number of people that were collective farms. And the rest of the people started turning their small towns into foundries. Well, the change was so abrupt that food production basically went from, we'll call it 100 units to five units because the collective farms could not function. It took them four years to recover. Now, granted, most of the, because of their xenophobia and, the, and how trade worked back then, a lot of that had to do with the inability to regularly import food. So they were mostly reliant on their own food supplies. That said, currently because of how large the populations are in the world how much food we already give away to say nothing of the food we get rid of i think that it is entirely dependent on what policies are implemented if it it will get worse if inflation is allowed to maintain and we continue to have struggles with logistics uh, there's reports coming out that like three out of ten local trucking companies are going out of business on the west coast because they cannot meet specific regulations that individual states are putting on them. And it's and those independent contracting truckers and small company truckers are doing like 40% of the heavy lifting now. So if all of a sudden we're, we lose part of that 40%, that's going to be huge. These are people that are bringing the pork loins, the steaks, the chicken to the stores from the, from the plants. 
And if that starts going down, then those fa- then those plants are going to start reducing the amount of workers. And if you reduce the amount of workers, you're going to reduce the amount of meat produced. And it's just knock on effect after knock on effect. I don't think we'll have an actual like gross famine, but I do believe that if the not just the U.S. but say U.S. and Canada and Europe aren't careful about the regulation, I think we can actually regulate our way into a worse food shortage where it's noticeable in any grocery store you go into. All right, then uh, we'll be moving on to knowledge next. Um, if uh, if we just talking about uh, like for my knowledge, it is it's just like supply distribution and all that other shit. Um, that all depends on the economy. Like if the, if, if the uh, if we go into a self induced recession and you know we have to start having uh uh. A lot of layoffs and things of that nature to jumpstart the economy. Then I feel like the uh, the food shortage problem is gonna get uh, worse. So that's all I gotta say on that. It's all based on the economy. If the economy continues to tank, well, it goes to goes to it, it. It continues on a trajectory where it's going, and I feel like it's self-induced to battle the inflation caused from um, the uh all the stimulus for the uh stock market and for the public uh back during the pandemic then the food shortage issue is going to get worse gas prices are going to get higher that makes transporting food even worse you know uh, fertilizer if the war in ukraine keeps going on that shit, even though i know they uh i heard they uh opened up export for that yeah and then russia freaking missile dropped on their port. <laughs> See, that's um, a whole other thing. It's, it's a, ask, all this well, all this ties together. I'm sorry, but go ahead. All this ties together. My bad. I was gonna ask. No, I was just gonna ask what? you. Do you think that our politicians? Wait a minute, bro. Are Kate? Oh, sorry. I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just waiting until um, you know. Well, no, it's related to what he was saying. Oh yeah, my yeah, thought. Yeah, was, yeah, my, yeah, yeah, my thought. But yeah, but my uh, thought is open though. But, uh, yeah, yeah, like okay. uh, just the, next, the next person. Yeah, the next person. Just let everybody yeah. uh, just get it out, and then uh, you know we can have everybody uh, just uh, go back and forth. But I got you. So there. Do um, so I think that we will have one? Um, comparatively, I don't think uh, the United States is going to end up in a situation. Uh, as he mentioned with Mao's China, um, the United States is just too large, just too powerful, just too wealthy. Uh, we would we would provide some other outcome. Now, um, a food shortage uh, in the sense that there will be less food, less available options for the food that we do have, and the prices will get higher. Yeah, most likely. Um, uh, again, to agree with the. Uh, to agree with knowledge, uh, it will depend largely on how the economy wants to go. Um, but uh, ultimately, I would like to believe um, I, this may be a this, this may just me being hopeful. But uh, I'd like to believe that if the situation got bad enough, uh, the U.S. government would uh, step in and do something to provide some amount of food, whether that be um, through. Uh, the War Powers Act, or perhaps they're importing more, you know, whatever, whatever might be necessary. Um, but uh, largely, I think, uh, I think the food shortage will just result in more people being impoverished and impoverished people, or people that are already impoverished, suffering more. So beyond that, no. All right, then uh, next we got uh, Zara. 
Zero, the casual gamer. Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah. Alright, um, well, my stance on all of this, um, straight up, is that, um, there won't be a food shortage, um, in America, um, as far as I'm concerned. The only thing, um, the, the reason why you do have, like, food shortages in the world in general is not because there is a shortage of food. It's more the distribution of the thing. So the reason why um, you have starving children in Africa is not because there isn't any food in Africa. It's more because the food isn't getting there um, in the proper way and cost-effective way. So um, I think somebody had said earlier in one of their introductions that um, the amount of food that is thrown away on a daily basis from just general restaurants and stuff like that would solve the um any food crisis or whatever that would happen if um everybody had distribution set up to where like if mcdonald's had like 30 extra burgers that they weren't gonna sell that day and they're gonna, gonna toss in the garbage they would instead give to like a family of four or whatever so stuff like that um, is just a distribution problem to me. It's never the fact that there will be a shortage. The original question to this was um, the whole Russia invading Ukraine thing, where um, there was a grain, sh um, they produce an amount of grain. Um, I'm not sure about, it, sure about the numbers, but there was like a certain amount of grain that was produced there. And it's like a large amount of the, world, the world's supply. So they were using that as a thing to ask, well, is there going to be a food shortage because of this? And I say no, not really. All right. Perhaps even more importantly uh, to the grain. Give me one second, Captain. Uh, oh, is there uh, another person? Well, uh, no, nah, like I'm just going to say um, um, now um, yeah, I can pretty much I'll just go ahead and get into it. Not only was grain an issue, though it was slightly less because many countries produce grain, Russia is the number one producer of fertilizer material that is used in many countries, including the U.S. And fertilizer is obviously important to create, to grow food at the, call it the quality and quantity that is uh, requested. Uh, in terms, and to move away from meat, uh, corn, for example, a lot of farmers gave up on other types of food growing in the Midwest and started growing corn when the ethanol industry took off. And then all of a sudden, there was a whole bunch of regulation and a reduced demand in certain fat in certain areas that had been driven up artificially. And so now there's excess corn being produced, and they were throwing away something like 100, 150 to 250 tons regionally of corn. But the problem is, is that even if we ship that corn somewhere, there is a concern about the food quality about not quality like taste quality like is it going to be moldy and whatnot because there are some i think there are a number of foods where it's just hard to from a logistical standpoint take them to any number of places in the world you know it'd be nice if we could if say the u.s was the largest producer of chicken or the largest producer of lettuce and we could just ship all you know half the lettuce because we may not use half to say sub-saharan africa or nations like that 
then yeah, that would be great. And the UN and the US drop an awful lot of food into those countries as it is, but it's simple stuff like grain, wheat, etc. But I think that if if the question is can we do that can we use the food that would otherwise go get thrown away as waste on its own to feed those who are starving? I think in order to do that, you have to basically reconfigure how the entire economy works. Because, for example, one of the reasons that restaurants order the food quantities they do is because it's, there is an assumed amount of business that's going to be done. And so, you know, maybe they can tighten the numbers a bit, but how do you? But how you can we think, account for that consistently? But you don't think in food, like they can use parts of this animal to make this dish? You know what I'm saying? Like they could, they can get creative with it, especially businesses that've been around for so long. Like they could well, make. They already do, though, right? All right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't. I mean, we've we we've created all kinds of weird dishes. I I, I don't think people are throwing away shit. You know, so I think people are repackaging shit as like hot dogs and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? Like shit get reprocessed. That's why I think I don't know. That's just my well. No, there there is objectively a large amount of food that is already made and delivered that is thrown away. Part of what he's referring to is restaurants when like you know a restaurant for the week might order five thousand steaks or you know 10,000 heads of lettuce and maybe for that week they only go through 3,000 of one and one of the other and because of f it's not even because necessarily the food itself is bad but because our FDA regulations require certain things or have certain rules and limits they have to be disposed of mm. like personally i would be a fan of like okay so we know for example that lettuce the outer the outer layer of lettuce is what goes bad first so let's say the restaurant had extra heads of lettuce and maybe the first layer is bad but the inside layers are good shave several layers off and send that to a food bank that will sell it to a family that they know will use it or give it to the home is like a lot of other well that's what that's a lot of what that's what a lot of food banks do is like they yeah. it's you know they're it's basically free groceries i mean i've i i worked at a food bank before the amount of good that they do is great but it is but right now it's almost entirely dependent on the that's good why, nature of that's, others but if that's others why, can't contribute then that's those why, food banks suffer that's why i don't well, like that free shit because when they give free shit to poor people and you look at the packaging bro that shit expires two days ago you know what i'm saying that's why i don't on, like them handouts hold on, hold on, hold on. but those expiration dates hold often on, are arbitrary on. yeah i mean I, yeah it's best if so by but come on hey, uh, zero but but let me just Sorry, let me just say this like um a lot of the thing i i worked i don't know how many people have worked in like a grocery store or something like that before but i have and um a lot of the the waste that is there um there's a big push from most i don't know about like america but i'm pretty sure the the system would remain the same way um, those big companies that come into a community and like they open a big store, they often like um, whenever they have like um, things that are left over from like the bakeries or meat places or whatever, um, they would normally donate it to like the, the places that um, have things for homeless people or stuff like that, just mm -hmm. to have a meal for them. So it's never yeah, so usually a problem. Or, or they'd be smart and like say say you had a, a in a bakery section of a grocery store and the cake expired 
you would cut the cake up into like a bunch of different pieces and sell them for a cheaper price. You know what I'm saying? As individual slices. You know what I'm saying? Like that's well, you, you, from, you, from a business mindset, people do that those type of things. Yeah, uh, but you wouldn't you wouldn't even sell it because if it's expired, then you might as well give it away for free. So you just put it, you just put it, you put it. What if you want to make money though? You don't want to take that. That doesn't come down to the store. That's FDA regulations. Man. Bro, I mean, yeah, but if you if you just cut it down and make a whole new package and a whole new expiration date, a whole new label, you know what I'm saying? A whole new nutrition facts because it's not a whole cake. It's a portion of a cake now. Now you just made a whole new thing with a whole new label. I'm just saying from a no. business mindset, I can see how they could do that. Instead of giving it away for free, most businesses don't like giving the shit away for free. They like profits. Well, no, but that's you know but this is a case. But what we're talking about is the idea of using FDA regulations to their adva- to the advantage of the people by saying, okay, well, the F- like let's say you make a cake, and the FDA says, well, because of the ingredients used in this cake, it is you know we you cannot legally sell this after a certain date, right? So let's say they made a cake on Thursday, and by FDA regulations, it expired today. But that cake is still good for like three days. Yeah. You yeah. you take that cake and you bring it to a you know to a food bank or a food kitchen. That cake will be gone in a day, and that helps. That's going to help a family that otherwise wouldn't be able to have it. And that's what we're saying to do, because it's because it's a it's a lot easier to work around the FDA so, than to try and cut them off. So uh, so, so so like I'm just gonna um, speak more on that uh, grocery store situation because like there's this chain here like in. Uh, Houston and and um basically like you have like a premium store and um whoa bro somebody's mic or yeah but uh anyway like uh and it's all one chain basically but like you um you have like a premium store you know like a real fancy store and then like you got like your real low budget store and the low budget store basically gets all of the almost expired stuff you know from like the um premium stores and then like they just sell their stuff there and that's you know geared more to like the uh i guess to like the uh inner city or whatever you know well it's not even just nearly expired food it's dented cans and then also damage and then also like i've noticed this at like the dollar store and whatnot also like if you ever shopped at the dollar store before like they got the same oh we have yeah it's like you know almost expired food or like dented stuff you know but i don't know to to clarify a little bit the the number that i mentioned the 30 to 40 percent of food that's thrown out that that number that of that that amount of food this was a, a study done by the fda um Anyway, so th- this food is not like expired food or maybe perhaps like near expirement or damaged. Or, like this is perfectly good food that has been manufactured and then thrown out from the manufacturer. Um, yeah, and this is due in large part to, as I mentioned, to create a sense of food scarcity or food um, yeah. pricing. It's done more, yeah. mostly for stock portfolios. Um, now, again, like supermarkets do... The thing that you're talking about where uh you know there's a cake that's technically expired but it's probably still good for another day or two or something yeah, yeah they do that too um and yeah that is due in large part to fda regulations but i don't know that the solution to that problem is easing fda regulations no um, no, no no we're not talking about easing fda regulations we're saying use the fda I, sorry, regulations bro. as they exist i uh 
so like maintaining the regulations just uh rather maybe may have maybe have the fda be more lax about what happens to the food about if it's not enforcement, yeah hey okay. see this this kind of ties into question number three again what alternatives can we substitute for our diet because i don't trust the fda to regulate food for the people like how can y'all trust the same administration like uh that goes into question number three i ain't trying to get into it but i don't trust okay. the fda to regulate shit. you know what i'm saying that's what goes the into fda like the is the fda to be fair Why? is the reason we catch things like ebola like uh not ebola uh it's the re they're the reason why you can't cure cancer and they are wait, cures wait, for wait, cancer. Wait, 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 Stop. Why don't you trust your um food and drug administration? Because the same the same food that we eat makes us sick, and the same medicine that we take does not treat oh, our uh, hold on. don't hold don't on. treat us. Hold on. Why? What do you mean why? why would you say that you don't trust them um you lived in your country all your life right yeah and my people have because yeah. of the because of the food that's regulated by the fda my people experience high blood pressure diabetes because it's not native to african people to eat this type of food so i don't trust the fda to regulate that type of shit. um i'm not gonna ask where you live but um do you guys um drink the the water that comes out of the tap or um no you like boil it or nah you wow. use uh store bought from uh yeah store bought not never from the tap all right so would you say that um in a situation where you couldn't get like the water in bottle that you would have to resort to like taking water from the tap boiling it and drink, then drinking it right yeah push came to shove yeah you gotta do what you gotta do okay so in in situations where like all of this bullshit about like the government is like giving you like random shit to make you a certain way or in any sort of way to control you in whatever way um you would trust the government in that particular situation just to make sure that you don't die of thirst what are you talking about if i have to catch my water and boil it that means i don't trust where it's coming from the pipes and everything that is regulated by the government so no i don't trust it but you would drink it if push comes to show yeah once i boil it because there you can always boil it you don't have to like even if you don't have electricity you can always create fire and boil the water like if if i have to boil it that means i don't trust the source that it's coming from See well, the, the things that would probably like infect your mind would probably not be affected by boiling, anyways, because it would be like drugs or, you, you know how. I'm talking, about, I'm, 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 I'm talking about like what are you talking about, bro? What are you talking well, about? What are you talking well, what, what, what well, I'm nailing, well, what I'm trying to nail down. Sorry, what I'm trying to nail down here is that like if you don't trust your government to do certain things, um, like just the base essentials to make sure that you're alive. It's hard to listen to people saying that the government is doing this to you or the government is doing that to you intentionally for the gain of the government in certain I'm ways. I'm saying, look, listen, listen, let me let me tell you why I don't trust the FDA before you jump to conclusions. I don't trust the FDA because it's like it's a money making machine, bro. It's all about money. The well, food company, the food. Com OK, but medicine and your health shouldn't be if your health. All right. 
if I could make more money off of you by keeping you sick and creating a medicine that treats your illness and never curing you, I'm going to do that because it's, it, it, it incentivizes my profits and my shareholders to keep you sick. If I cured you, that means you would be done. The FDA I, I is a government organization. They're not answerable to a board of shareholders. Okay. Their mandate so, is to okay. Okay, bro. If you don't, if you, if you don't, extent. if you don't know the pharmaceutical companies own this Congress, own America, I'm sorry, bro. You, okay, so not knowledge. How let me when y'all caught up, bro? Because oh, wait, not knowledge. Knowledge. That's so what crazy. you're what you're saying? I'm that's just gonna crazy. I'm just gonna ask a question. What you're saying is like um for AIDS, for instance, right? The pharmaceutical companies for a long time could have cured this, but they yeah. didn't because it's so much easier to like have people pay for it yeah. um, over time. So you be profitable. It's profitable, that's, that's, exactly. That's the whole purpose. A pharmaceutical company is. does not care about people; they care about profits. It's a company. Once you once you yeah. once you form your whole science into a company, that company whole purpose is not for the betterment of the people; it's for profits. But bro. there's no profit in killing people. But keeping them sick until they die yeah. at a certain age, yes, it is. Come on, man. <laughs> if I can, if I can keep you, if I can keep you sick for thirty years and on my medicine for thirty years, you know how much money I can make if I cured you in a, in a year. Come on, bro, you gonna die anyway. You gonna die anyway. You know what I'm saying? So Come wait, on, are bro. you telling me when you have a headache, you don't take Tylenol? I don't get headaches, bro. I swear to God, I don't. I'm not even <laughs> capping right now. I don't get headaches, bro. I do not get headaches. I don't take ty Tylenols and shit like that. Are like placebos, bro. I swear to God, I don't get sick like that. And like I just, I just had COVID. I just had COVID, bro. I just had COVID, bro. I just got off COVID, bro. I was sick, wait, wait, bit, bro. But you, I didn't really you, take nothing to get off of it, bro. I went th what I did, what I didn't do was eat fucking meat. I did. I, I made sure I was on a strict ass diet. You know what I'm saying? I Wait. just ate nuts, smoothies, fruits, and water. I drank a whole lot of wow. water, bro. You do, know what I'm saying? Do you take any medications at all, whatsoever? Nah, bro. I mean, well, all right. Before I, before I, all right, I was drinking a whole lot of Nyquil because I didn't know I had COVID. When I found out it was COVID, I just stopped all the medicine because I knew what it was. Oh, the Nyquil well, wasn't why, working. Why? Bro. Why are you drinking Nyquil? Yeah, because you know, because, 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 it may, because I don't I don't I don't That's take other drugs. It, it helps me. your brain, man. Nyquil, Nyquil, and marijuana helps me go to sleep. And when I wake up in the morning after oh. drinking a whole lot of water, I feel better. You know what but, I'm saying? I don't need none of this no, extra yeah. shit that people oh, be well, taking. Hold bro. on, hold on, hold on. Nyquil just helps me go to sleep with the water weed. All are regulated by the FDA. Man, you but, but, I, but 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 you, but but yeah. I'm not but 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 come Nyquil, on, man. One one thing I'm one thing, okay. This time this time back back to the topic. It ties into number three. What alternatives can we make? You know what I'm saying that we can all use right, for food, right, when the food shortage. All, right, all right, bro. All right, bro. Let me uh let me uh. I've been wanting to get on ask, that one. Let me go ahead and uh, ask that question since uh it seems like y'all want to get go ahead and uh get on it. So. Um, what alternatives can we use to substitute uh, for our diets? I don't actually think we can. And I'll tell you why. Because even if you could get people on board in mass with the idea of, say, for example, we'll take these supplements. That way you'll have the nutrients. You don't have to rely on food. I don't think we I don't think we would be capable of creating at the scale and level needed for every individual needs because nutritional needs believe it or not 
vary based on region, based on the needs of that population, based on ethnicity, for example. Like you just said, African Americans historically, from a medical standpoint, have an issue with high blood pressure. But we don't eat this food and we don't need that medicine. You're right. So how so how can you all right, my thing, my thing is bro, how 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 can you have like the uh, alternative that I would say, bro, is just a healthier diet, bro. Everything the FDA, the Food and Drug Administration regulate keeps you sick, bro, because the it, it's a big it those companies make a whole lot of money, bro. They they're incentivized to keep you when you go into a tier a we'll call it a tier a healthy food store every fucking thing on that shelf is regulated by the fda look 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 look, look. fuck what's regulated let's you do the research and you study your health and your diet and study the world and your body and then you can you can go shopping for yourself you know what i'm saying what did you eat for dinner tonight everything you shop for and put in your body has been approved by the FDA. That's what I'm what saying. Did you eat okay, 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 okay. I'm not I'm not saying every, it's common sense. Natural things that grow from the earth, should the FDA should tell you that that's good? Or should you just use common sense that comes from the earth so you, you use that so, shit? Uh, wait, you know what wait, I'm saying? Wait, like, wait, 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 wait. The FDA isn't needed for everything, bro. Yes, wait, the FDA I'm regulates so everything. Like, like, hold on, hold on. To say, to say, to say Zay, water, bro. Zay, Zay. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, so, um, uh, Captain, did you uh, finish your point? I hadn't started the point. We ended up getting into the conversation. Yeah, I thought I was on my point. Nah, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, go ahead, just, Cap. Uh, go ahead, yeah, Cap. Go ahead, yeah, Cap. Just, um, go ahead, Cap. Go ahead, Cap. Yeah, just make your statement. I and think then, uh, we're gonna. Let yeah, my apologies. Is it's I'm my bad. Unusually, I'm, bad com- I'm I'm unusually passionate about this tonight for some reason. Um, realistically. If there is a solution, it's going to take too long for us to get it, get it mass, get it, get it mass produced, set up the infrastructure to dis- to distribute it in a mass produced fashion. Either the problem will be catastrophic, which I doubt, or the problem will have resolved itself uh, within that span of time. I think that a better, I think a better solution instead of trying to find substitutes is to find ways to improve how the system works that we have and do things like figure out a way to curve or fix inflation so that the so that as costs go down we can, can we can re-ramp up production and then alleviate it naturally well not naturally naturally in so much as it can be naturally done with policy um you know, and I and I'm not against using supplements for certain nutritional things. Like I have a B12 deficiency, so I take a B12 supplement. But I'm not going to substitute my steak, potato, and green beans, and take a pill that gives me the nutrients from that. Stuff. Yeah, that's unnatural. That's that's. I'm surprised the FDA regulates shit like that. Like my whole stance is strictly natural alternatives to this bullshit that they selling. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't need the FDA to tell you to eat healthy. Unplug yourself no, from the matrix. That's not what like, the FDA well, well, does. Well, no, 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 no. I, 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 I understand. I understand. Captain, Captain, no, 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 no,
Damn, where was we at, bro? Wait, not knowledge. That, that can, I just, that uh, can, I, can I just ask you? Well, are you like a, a well, vegetarian? Wait a minute, bro. No, I'm not a vegetarian, bro. I'm just saying. My whole have, point uh, is okay. My my whole my, okay. Yeah. My thing is if you have all these all these people that like, oh, I want to carry guns. Like that's my right, dog. The things that you put in your body, such as the things you eat, should be your right too. You should feel just as strongly as that, and you should do the research on what's healthy for your body and what's not healthy for your body. And yes, the FDA. I'm not saying. Everything that the FDA regulate is bad because some things are common sense. You cannot not sit here and say you can't have this, except for marijuana, which I think they tripping on that. But you know what I'm saying? Uh, you don't have to like, okay, you don't have to eat meat, bro. You don't have to eat, do all this extra shit. The alternative to the food shortage is eat healthier, eat smarter. You know what I'm saying? Eat to sustain life. This has been for too long, especially I'm looking at the, um, uh, the obesity right here in America, bro. Motherfuckers don't care about what they put in their body, bro. That's all I'm saying. Find healthier alternatives. If there's a food shortage, make smarter decisions, healthier decisions, bro. Because I guarantee you, a lot of people are not looking for the healthier decisions. They're looking for the cheap. Fatty shit, sugar filled shit. You know what I'm saying? That's all I'm saying. All right, and uh, I take up the idea that we got, my uh... steak and green beans is fatty. <laughs> nah, <laughs> not, not even that. I'm just saying you can get a whole lot of protein. You can get a whole lot of fats. Let's go to Southern. Got to research. Let's go to Southern next. Uh, so. <laughs> as far as uh, alternatives go, um, I suppose my 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 recommendations are twofold. First, if you can afford it, of course, try and eat the healthier of the things. You know, it, let's be real, the McDoubles and stuff. It, yeah, it's cheap, but man, is it? It's bad not for even you? cheap. It's not even. That's the sad thing, bro. Happy meals are too expensive, bro. They know. Hey, oh. man, two McDoubles for a dollar, man. That's pretty cheap. Mm-hmm. If you if yeah. you can afford it, of course. Now, for the people that can't afford it, that you know, maybe you're on WIC, maybe you know you've already got some issues with food insecurity. Um, just take care of yourself. Do what you got to do. You know, eat eat whatever is necessary. You know, you try food stamps, nigga. You don't food stamps. The food that's better for you, but <laughs> that will not always be the case that you're able to do that. Um, if you're able to get on, ain't no shame oh, there, man. Get on shit, that, I don't man. mean to interrupt. I, I remembered the thing I was gonna say for the end of my thing. My my apologies. It, it is important and on the subject. All right. Many a Minneapolis man wanted to try and make a healthier and more home based uh, food solution. He he didn't want to be going to the store and buying things pre made. So he went about making himself a BLT sandwich. And I don't know if you all heard of this case. It cost this man to make one sandwich and everything from scratch. He grew the grain, the wheat. He got the he got the pig, slaughtered the pig, get the bacon, grew the tomatoes, etc. It took him six months and cost fifteen hundred dollars for the ingredients at the most natural to make luckily, a single BLT. Luckily, luckily, bro, there are a whole lot of alternatives and a whole lot of well, local people that you can go to that can get that you can get that shit from. I see Mexicans. Like, I live in Texas. One I see person, Mexicans. We got one more person. People Zay. on the side of the road selling things Wait, all, the, Zay, all the time. Zay, we got one more person. Um, Zara. Oh, my father. Uh, my father Zara. Go ahead, bro. No, wait. <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to like figure out what what was the the. All right, so uh, 
But uh, you're trying to figure out the last question. Yeah. All right. Uh, all right. So the question was, what alternatives can we use to substitute for our diets? Uh, you know, so like basically, what uh, substitutes could you use uh, um, in 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 um, in case of a uh, food shortage crisis? You know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um. In in this particular case, um, we have so many options now nowadays that there is no way that you won't be able to get what you would, what you need. There are options where if you're a person that consumes soy, you can know exactly how much soy is going into your system. Um, the like there is the days of like all of that stuff being like um stuffed in like weird bags that you're not really sure that they're sealed or whatever they're done because all of this stuff is mass produced now so um you can have like a good balance of things when it comes to like soy products versus meat products versus whatever it is that is going to be a short of shortage of but like i think that the question is right now how is the shortage going to affect like prices of things i think is where we're leading to hey to expand on that uh, it's even a market it's I'll a market for it's, it's a market for a uh, healthy sh- i'll go ahead bro i'll uh, just uh, let y'all get into it but, uh... the world would be a healthier place if lettuce tasted like bacon Nah, bro. Just put the lettuce true, on the bacon. True. Just eat. Just just true. instead of eating five strips of bacon, eat two strips and some lettuce, bro. Uh, well, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Like you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have a balance, bro. You gotta have a balance. Life is all about balance, and your diet gotta be about balance too. I'm just I starting am too to learn. Big it, for two pieces of bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'm hey, I'm trying to get big, bro. My skinny ass. I'm trying to get big. You know what I'm saying? I'm six one two thirty. And I'm, I mean, I've got a bit of a belly, but generally I'm not unhealthy. And I don't like to, to go back to a point that was made earlier. Like, for example, I don't eat fast food. I don't eat junk food other than my soda. My soda is my biggest vice, truth be told. Oh, I don't drink pop. And, head, no. Yeah. Well, you know, like every week I'm consuming about a can and a half of spinach, for example. Like I eat a good balanced meal yeah. and my my dinners are not cheap. I'm not right. And everything we're getting is more expensive and we're trying to figure out where to cut out. We started by cutting out meat a bit, you know, so I'm eating more vegetables and I'm eating more of something else, but it doesn't, it, I'm not as full and I can feel the difference in me <laughs> when those diet changes are happening. Okay. So with okay, meat prices skyrocketing. Zay, 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 Zay. So... Let me just comment on that act. Uh, well, that sense of being full. Uh, so you can be, you can get all your nutrients and still not, and still not have that sense of being full. The only reason uh, I would say that meat gives you that sense of being full is because it, uh, it just has that. Uh, it has like, that goodness. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. It just has that. <laughs> like, it shit. just leaves that. Uh, I don't know. It just. Uh, 
leaves that uh, it just leaves that weight on you, you know that. Um, yeah, that good weight. Well, okay. Oh, well, to be fair, good, yeah. I would I would also say. If you are someone who lives a more sedentary lifestyle, you probably should not be eating entire steaks because you do need – like the amount of protein and other things and minerals and breakdown that you get from the meat breaking down is useful for people who are in a state of exerting themselves. Like if I had an office job, I would willingly eat less meat because I would not need what I get from it for my daily activity. I guess put it another way. So if you're working a job where you like constantly throwing packages off trucks on the belt and shit, like you would need to eat meat all day and shit. Yeah, I still don't eat a certain amount of meat. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So like, like I'm not a vegan. I'm not. I'm not a vegan. I can't be vegan, bro. Like, ain't no way, bro. Ain't no way. Like, like, like gotta, people who this, do this jobs. The people who do jobs that like are less cardio, like um, required. Or you don't need to do a lot of like movement and stuff like that. Their diet is like different. You can look at like lunch shoulders and see how much like that stuff changes just at your workplace. And you can see it too. Like a good example, right? Um, Hugh Jackman, the guy who played Wolverine for like 12 years, right? We know who Hugh Jackman is. <laughs> do you know what he do you know what his primary diet was to and for his workout routine to maintain the physique needed to portray Wolverine. Wallace steak. Every, no, every day he was eating five <laughs> separate whole servings of chicken. That, I mean, he was essentially taking in 6,000 calories just in chicken a day, but he was working out. He was doing exercise. He was using what he was getting That's out of that chicken. Too yeah so if you know if you're not if you're if you are not doing something where your body needs those certain things then it makes sense to not have it so much i think there's a kind of gluttony with some people they're like well i've I've got the money i'm just gonna have steaks like motherfucker you woke up sat down you went to bed after sitting down for 18 hours like that's pretty much oh that's how the u.s is right that's like a, a snapshot of how things are you guys have so many choices and so many options that like um gluttony is kind of easy to follow. thank you capitalism for it <laughs> but yeah, not, you guys yeah. capitalism but even in a communist system you probably have the same situation too not so much the rich people not get so to have much, steak, sure. but not the poor people yeah but the the rich people like hey 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 like in america you can have applebee's steak and you can have uh uh the most top you know what i'm saying prime you know what i'm saying so it's the same in America. Like, like it's the same over here, like it is in communist country, bro. Like, <laughs> it's hard to also, try to make that difference. Out, there is not, nor has there ever been a communist country. Not, not a single one. There have been countries that call themselves communist, but even China is state capitalist. Not even North Korea. North Korea is state capitalist. Oh. oh okay. They call them oh, okay. What makes them communist? What sector of their government or economy makes them communist? So, like, communist or socialist? There's a little bit of difference. Yeah, I mean, well, why people attach that label? You know what I'm saying? To because, like, so for example, with China, their their current, I suppose, iteration of their government was descendant from Mao Zedong, and Mao. He was he was a communist. At least you know the he, communist he system. I get it. Communist. Now, 
all everything that he wanted China to be and everything sort of fell apart and it is partly due to his fault um uh like like with the famines and such with uh, they tried like lysenkoism i don't know if you ever heard that but it's pretty much like hey let's um, let's pretend these plants are communist and Mm. they'll grow right beside each other anyway it's a dumb ideology but um so after that happened and so like same thing happened with the soviet union they kind of started out under the pretense of communism but as they sort of reached the growing pains they just sort of slowly but surely allowed more capitalism and and ultimately they just totally became capitalist the soviet union was probably the closest example um china is actually more capitalist than we are i would argue um though they're authoritarian so they're capitalist in to the extent that they are participating in a world market but the fact that they're that all of their industry runs through government first true is what the government, for, government is communist the the, the country is capital hey for all the uh, right wing brothers and sisters out there what's the difference between socialists and communists can we break that down? Oh, man, we going off topic like a motherfucker. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I, mean, I introduced. There are implications. No, 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 no. Hold on. There are implications for food supply issues and famine between and understanding those ideologies. I think that without going too deep into that topic, I think it's an appropriate. Yeah, I mean, y'all question. can't even, like just hit on the surface level, but you know, just don't go to. Uh, deep in it and if oh, you I'm do sorry, you know, I'm sorry, I'm have it like no, apply don't to apologize man it is a, it I, I, I is went, a good question yeah. uh, yeah. alright now we're talking yeah, about Marxism so like, uh, I'm not I, I think the uh, the how, how the systems of governance play into potential famines it has a lot more to do with policy within the government systems as opposed to the systems of governance or the systems of economics um, themselves like it, theoretically let's take a country like America with all of our might and all of our money uh, we could theoretically like have a communist America and never have to worry about famine ever that also being said you could take a country like I don't know like South Africa and make them capitalist overnight and that, that would still not solve the amount of famine and stuff that they see. It, it, mostly because of, you know, long-standing conditions and stuff that different countries have suffered under. And policy also plays a big part, too. Like I said, with Mao's China, they were doing fine at first. And then they wanted to implement ideas of Lysenkoism. Horrible idea. Failed miserably. It, that was just a policy decision that they made. Uh, and a simple way to answer your question, Knowledge, is communism the government controls the in the in movement or the import we'll call it of, of resources from the people socialism controls the distribution of something so like in a communist country all corn that is grown is grown for the government and the government controls how the corn is grown how the corn is managed etc in socialism the government controls how the corn is distributed and you know who is qualified to get what corn or what quantity uh, all right, and um, I'm just gonna um, make one more statement on this uh, question, and if uh, y'all have something to respond to it, we can. And if not, then um, I'll just move on to question four. But uh, as y'all know, like the reason I brought up 
question three in the first place was because um you know every time when uh i guess like like a hurricane happens or like something uh you know major happens to where uh you know there's like a uh, food shortage you know people would say you know you always see like the meat the fish the pork sold out and you know like people are like what you know like what where 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 uh do i get like my protein or whatever and you know um i just or or um better yet you know they'll go to the milk section and they'll be like you know there's no more milk left and and like you know i just always find it i don't find it funny but like it's just like uh it's it's uh i guess it's it's unfortunate you know that people don't know you know all of the alternatives that they could eat you know just to get their nutrients within that time you know of like the crisis that they're going through you know so it's like you know you see all these people panicking and uh by the way like if y'all don't know like i i am um i am um vegetarian so like uh you know like Whenever, like, I'm noticing things like this and, like, you know, people are panicking, you know, trying to figure out what what they're going to eat and what they're going to, you know, um, how, how, like, they're going to survive and whatnot. You know, I'm just like, you know, people just need to be more aware of, you know, the things that are out there because, um, you know, um, like, especially in, in America, like, we're fortunate enough to have all of, all of these different options, like, to choose from, you know? Hey, uh, I slid in your DMs knowledge. If you want to check that out, but uh, yeah. Hey, what, what, what? Bro, I'm, not, I'm not sure how that works, bro. Sounds kind of spicy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like, uh, did y'all have anything uh, to respond to that, or if not, then I, I would four. say, Goon, yeah. that um, people like things that taste good. Um, there are people. We're talking about during world. a crisis. We're talking about during a crisis. Well, even in a crisis, yeah. like people, people want to eat things that taste good to them. Um, if in a crisis, um, people have to eat, like if you if you think back to World War Two, or you think about like the London bombings and how those people had to like um, ration their food, they didn't eat it because it tasted good. They eat it because like they had to. Mm -hmm. um, so. This will always be a factor, and people always do this because we're we're humans, we're biological. We're we're gonna do whatever it is that's gonna make us survive. But people also like a good steak. Like I, I love steak. I want to eat a steak, and no um, substitute meat is gonna be as good as the steak. All right. I bet you if you come through and I cook, and I wouldn't even tell you. You know that like it would be something else. Well, I would you know wouldn't even because know. I would know. No, I would know now because oh, you told well, me. Yeah, now. yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, but but yeah. I'm always suspicious. Most people I'm, that I'm I cook I'm for, most people that I barbecue for, like they never know. Oh, I just know what, at, okay, I'm just Wouldn't that be considered kind of disrespectful? You're basically placing a lie in front of them. Wait, wait. Actually, though, you know what's messed up? people don't. Nah, you let them know. You let him know. Afterwards, I mean. Ah, uh, come on, man. I always let him know yeah, afterwards. However, what Jen said, I, I think there are yeah. like, I think there are certain markers that 
we as a society generally associate with food shortage. Like, for example, if there was like suddenly a shortage in lettuce, nobody's going to lose their mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. some people might be upset, you know, the vegetarians and stuff. They would they would be upset, but <laughs> yeah. like, the oh, whole how you gonna have a sandwich without no lettuce? <laughs> <Like, laughs> I'll be tripping. Like, I'll be like, what's up? <laughs> now take the same thing, but apply it to milk. Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody loses their mind. That's another thing, bro. Why, like, why grown ass adults drinking milk, bro? But bro, why grown ass adults drinking milk from the cow? That's for that's for baby cow, bro. You over here? You like ice cream? No, I don't. It give me the shits. I don't eat ice cream. But see, look, I don't. But see, I don't, look, though, bro. I'm lactose intolerant for real. To speak bro. on like the subject of milk, oh, though. No. To speak on the subject of milk. All right, all right. To speak on the subject of milk, though. To speak almond milk, almond milk, almond milk. That's yeah. as deep as I go, homie. Yeah. yeah. Milk. So like to speak on the to speak on like the topic of milk, though. You know. Uh, like the reason like um, I have brought that up also is because there, there is so many varieties of milk like it's crazy so like for somebody to say there's a shortage of milk or we don't have any more milk that's just like well, just, that's not just even the biggest good thing mind blowing yeah, like, yeah, like, like what there is, like, there is you can take almonds and water and make milk shouldn't. like Think about this. We are the only mammalian species on the entire planet that consumes milk after infancy. No, y'all are. I'm another species. (laughs) Y'all are. I don't. I've always been. I've always. Well, no, no, I'm not talking about you specifically. I mean, as a as a as the human race, as Homo sapiens. We are the only (laughs) species that consumes milk past infancy. Uh, Yeah, I know. My cow. I'll I'll uh, I'll die on that hill. I've got my musket. I, I like cows. <laughs> I'm going to die on this hill. I've hey, got look, my musket. I, I ain't going to lie, bro. Who don't like getting getting blowed and eating some cereal, bro? Come on now. But I, I need almond milk, bro. If I if I drink the cow milk, I'm going to be That's shitting a, all yeah, night. Yeah, something's going to be fucked It's not going yeah, to be a pretty oh, sight, bro. bro. I saw like Dude, I said. how annoying is it, though, that you have to wake up at 5 a.m. to squeeze the almonds? Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. Hey, yeah. one thing, one thing no, I will luxury. admit to. Almond one thing, one thing I will admit to as a vegetarian. But it, has, but it has too much sugar in it. That's why. One thing, one thing that I will admit to though is I still have not been able to convert my cheese. Because cheese, because cheese, yeah, oh, that's so worse. Because that's like concentrated cow's milk. Because like, as far as like um, vegan cheese or vegetarian cheese or, I or like, like whatever cheese, you want to call man. it, that shit is not good yet. So well, well, like the shit that I've tried, like um, it just isn't good yet. So that's the only reason why I, I, I say like I still vegan eat cheese, cheese. even yeah. though cheese definitely uh, fucks up my stomach. But I mean, like, cheese don't fuck. That's crazy. Cheese don't fuck up my stomach, bro. Look, yeah, I'm, I'm also lactose intolerant, but I, I fucking eat the ice cream and take the shits because I love that shit. Okay. <laughs> I'm not dealing with that, bro. I don't, know. I don't give a shit. It makes it makes the ice cream. <laughs> yeah, I eat the ice cream. I take the shits. Because <laughs> them hoes be that, that's different than cereal <laughs> shit, bro. Like ice cream shit, like, nah. That's another. That's another stream, though. That's another stream. <laughs> <laughs> that's another stream. <laughs> All right, but uh, yeah, so let's get on the question uh, for uh, it's going to be um, would it be possible 
to be self-sustainable during a food shortage. And we're going to start off uh, with Captain, and then, you know, just go around to Knowledge, and then Southern, and then Zero. I kind of alluded to it with that Minneapolis man story. If we try to live the way we do now in that kind of shortage where you have to be self-sustainable, I don't think it'll happen. I think people would have, in order to self-sustain like that, you have to be willing to take a whole lot of loss in like preparation, the look, the taste. You know, I've made my own bread before. It's not great, but it'll fill you up. And if I had to do it, I would do it again. But I kind of like not having to. It's like I said, it's it's cheaper and faster to just go to the store and get what I need. And I think that there are a lot of people, primarily in first world countries, and not just the U.S. I'm talking the U.S., Canada, you know, a number of pl- countries in the EU. I don't think are ready or would be ready for that kind of effort without and, and and being willing to give up those we'll call them luxuries because you know because of the discussion um i don't think they would be and i think a lot of people would get grossed out by a lot of the processes and to goon you know to goon's credit i should say i think there are a number of people who eat meat right now and they realize they have to go slaughter their own cow i think they would end up going vegetarian because they got soft oh. stomachs so and but if they think that's bad which they go figure out what they got to go through to clean carrots and vegetables that they got to pull out of the dirt that they got to use animal shit to grow you've been planting them off of them, you know what i'm saying it's a lot of work yeah. i mean i don't know how many of you have ever <clears throat> even like pretended to work on a farm uh when i lived in virginia i would help out on a farm down in culpepper and it is not easy work even for a small farm at all and I think that there's a lot of things that people would have to give up, and I don't think they would, until they absolutely have to. And I think, I think we're, we, we, I think we would be more likely to see countries go to war before they force their people to go self-sufficient. And that scares me more than than people who can't, you know, take care of themselves. Is the idea that con- that whole countries are, would just literally go to war and invade other countries for that required resource? So. And I, I don't think we've really touched on that, you know, the, the, the potential for conflict as a result of scarcity of food resources. Well, that that was uh, that that was more of question too when I was referring to how bad could it get? I believe um, that was question two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. How bad will food? So, so uh, yeah, uh, knowledge. What did you have to say? Oh yeah, what do you possibly? me to repeat the question or <clears throat> no i got it up would it be possible to be self-sustainable during the food shortage yeah um no nah, i think america showed its hand during the pandemic on how dependent it is on grocery stores and the government on the accessibility to food so um i don't think so bro i don't think it's it's possible to be self i think we're at the will and mercy of the government you know what I'm saying? With this, with whether it be on martial law or whether we have or have not the ability to go get the groceries we need, or if those groceries going to be available because we don't have the land, we have not made the land on the space for each one of us to grow our own food or to take matters into our own hand to be self sufficient. So the answer is nah, I don't think so. All right, now we got our uh, Southern. So, um, 
Nah, I, I don't really think it's practical either. Um, it might be something that small communities might might could pull off, small groups of people. But um, as as Captain referenced uh, with the the Minnesota man, I believe like this, the the amount of startup capital needed in order to fund all of this is uh, far too much for just a singular person to to pull off. At least practically for the most, you know, for most people, anyhow. Um, and and worse off to that point, I forgot to mention. At that point of sustainability, the amount of inflation and the rarity of dollars would be such that access to the materials to be self-sufficient would be extremely prohibitive. John, you still got mic problems, my dude. So yeah, but largely, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that people. It would have to take communities, and maybe you might could make an argument that like communities could come together and do it, but individuals nah, probably not i mean there's also the case of not having the knowledge to do it not having the time and your work-life balance to do it this takes or a lot the of time land, the opportunity or the land that's a big one you know yeah. I, obviously i'm southern i grew up in the south so you know being around farms being on plant or where you know gardens and stuff have been grown i've been around all that so yeah i mean i i could tell you how to grow a garden but you know how many people in uh la could you find off the street that would have even close to the amount of or in houston texas (laughs) you know what i'm saying i grew up in texas bro i never you know what i'm saying been on the farm or nothing like that you know what i'm saying so yeah i don't think it would be practical for individuals maybe yeah no the masses, and that's something I think it's another topic, but I think it should be taught in school agriculture and how to like grow your own oh, plants yeah. and like how oh, to yeah. those things should definitely be taught in school. And then, sure. well, different how, ways of growing, also different like alternatives of growing, also. Well, what, but okay, you we say that, but you know, there was a point where somebody said, you know what, we should teach Edgar Allan Poe in English literature class in high school. When was the last time you had to quote The Raven? Is that all that should be unnecessary? It's a whole lot of unnecessary as programs in school. Like, right. you know, but, if you, about, but if you but, uh, live right in if, the DFW, if, CR, if, if CRT, you live in Los Angeles, yeah, it's, um, well, we said zero, and then um, after oh, yeah, zero, my bad, then, my bad. yeah, we'll let everybody get into it after that. But uh, zero, did you need we me energized to tonight? Repeat the <laughs> question, or did you have it up? Saturday, baby. Yeah, do, do I think that like um the American people would be able to be self self sustaining if like there was a food shortage? Yes, that's the question, right? Yes, sir. Um, one hundred percent, yes. Um, I think about this all the time. Um, have anybody here ever seen the movie Tremors? No, not me. Yeah, I think I have a long time ago. Like, all right. Also. Also, I want to make a point here. Southern, you sound exactly like Hank Hill from King of the Hill. Nah. It's awesome. Propane, propane accessory. Yes, yeah, sir, thank yes, you. Sir, yes, sir. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So I definitely think um, based on uh, how I think a lot of Midwestern culture and stuff like that would be self-sustaining just based on the geography of where you are. Um, if you're in a desert and stuff like that, you have to be self-sustaining. And a lot of America is that. 
Like they're small no, towns. Right, but that's not what the majority of people don't live in those areas yeah. where they, you know what I'm saying, where they where they farm it. You know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I was born in the Midwest, raised in the South, and I was not on the farm in either one of them regions. You know what I'm saying? The and city a lot of, a lot of, of people the I know. What I'm saying is, it matters uh-huh. because the city of Los Angeles has more people than the states of North Dakota, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kansas, no. and Missouri. Yeah, what what I'm saying is, if that ever were to be the case, were there a food shortage, these are the places where people would probably flock back to. So you'd probably have like um, people in the cities moving back to like rural areas and starting farms, probably. Except eighty or ninety-two percent of all available farmland is already owned either by farmers or by corporate interests. Well, we're there. You're, you guys are gonna have a surf problem. <laughs> 75% of the of territory from Nevada to California is owned by the government, by the way. And in a crisis, you think the government ain't going to just snatch up land? Like, <laughs> well, mean, you, you on, think man. that the government will kill, like, um, all the babies? Like, randomly, uh, too? Well, I think that you think that, like, like, the government would probably kill, like, innocent babies for no reason at all. Well, you ain't got to think for me. You ain't got to think for me. You can right. ask me, and I'll tell you that's re- that's yeah. retarded. That's, that's yeah, let's crazy. Let's not make assumptions. Right. I, I, I yeah, would you ask. Can ask me, I'll tell you that that's crazy. Shame. You know what I'm saying? That's crazy. No, no, no. I, I would ask knowledge for real. Like, would do you think that the government is that like um, conspiratorial? What do you mean conspiratorial? I think the government is very intentional in what it does. Do you like um, and a conspiracy no, about in, it? In, do you in, not in believe the, in conspiracies in the way or to, to harm you? It's not. It's not to harm us. The government is, is our government has been bought. You know what I'm saying by corporations and you know what I'm saying a lot of rich people. You know what I'm saying. Uh, the people that make the laws for us are being funded by a bunch of corporations that don't have the people interests in mind. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not saying that the government, the government wants us alive to feed the machine. That's its purpose. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sitting here saying like the government is like this big evil thing, evil boogeyman we should be scared of, bro. Like oh, this, our, this, our, this, our, this our first interaction. You have a very uh, interesting interpretation of who I am. And what no, I but but I do I do and I do like that because um a lot a lot of my thing is that like I like to have like a duality of like opinion. So I know for a fact that yeah, you have a, a problem with like how the government is run, but you have a reason to it. There are a lot of people who just like will jump up and say like the government is like doing this and that to hurt you, but like they don't they don't have a reason to why uh, that is. Nah, America is my country, bro. I love my country, bro. This government, I'm not really too feeling this government. You know what I'm saying? Well, well, well the, it's, it's the people, it's, this country, America. Yeah, I love that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's. Felt all uh, over, brother. And it's we got right. And we got, over, brother. We got, not, and we got America, rights. But like in every got, single country, we got Nobody rights over here to where I can be critical of my government. I can still love my government, and still criticize it, just like I love my football team. But I still criticize my football team. I'm still gonna root for my football team, no matter how bad they play. I'm still root for my country, no matter how bad they is. You know what I'm saying? But I'm still criticizing, bro, because it's shit we could do in the off season, things that we can get done to make our country better, make our team better. You feel me? USA, bro. USA in the chat. Everybody put their USAs up in the chat, baby. Let's go. Respect, respect. Yeah. I mean, I think the problem with with a, with a lot of conspiracy theorists is that, like, they just sort of fall into the trap of thinking, like, the government is just some horrible, monstrous boogeyman entity. Like, 
That that's really not the case. I mean, the, the government is like super obvious with <laughs> like they do fucked up shit. No, there's no no denying that. It's but a like, structure. It's, it's a like building. Exactly it could be taken apart. Type. They're not that sneaky. That like like with since um, since war has become so profitable, we've seen more of it. Like you know, just put two and two together. So like we the United States wouldn't get away yeah. with like getting a blowjob, man. That lobby for the FDA, and what? shocking, <laughs> the corporations that lobby to the FDA are also the same corporations that have their drugs approved faster. They get they're horrible fast food companies pushed on the TV all the day, all in the streets, every street corner you go to. Tylenol doesn't work. Like whatever the FDA and the corporations provide obviously has to do its task otherwise like it would fail miserably you got but people in the hood getting getting people who can't the fact I'm sorry, they're I'm getting sorry. treatment from the government you know but uh, i love this country though but things like that is a problem and it should be addressed you know what i'm saying we can speak up on that and still love our country i, I believe in that hey, knowledge yo broski um did Bill Cosby do it? <laughs> Why are you trolling me? Dude? Dude. <laughs> Why are you trolling let's me? Let's stay on topic. Let's bro. stay on topic. Right, right, right. yeah. Look at that. Let's, let's go, go. Let's go, go. All right. And, Where uh, we at, baby? So, uh, the next question is going to be uh, Do you think. <laughs> do you think. Um, do you think um <laughs> do you think cats had a direct impact on the food shortage crisis? Cats, y'all know what I'm talking about when I say cats. No, nah, I don't. I need to look I need to look <laughs> at cats like <laughs> What are you talking about? So that, we... <laughs> that, that we're talking about that shit. Yeah. Uh, my fault, bro. I'm off cold. Like, you, did you say what you already called it? Man, I, like I said to you, I'm gonna I'm I'm be the one. But now, I'm I'm cats. But now, bro, just we just read. Um, just read. Um, I got, I got you. I got you. I'm on. I'm on, I'm on, I'm on. All right, all right. I'm on. I'm on. Um, I think. So, all right. Well, oh, yo, my fault. It's Captain. Go ahead, brother. Well, yeah, my we'll fault, start man. off with Captain. I think it did for two primary reasons. One is whether it was a result of death or just you know sickness and the reduction of the workforce people having to stay home due to lockdowns uh caused maybe whatever excess to dry up as well as reduced production um and the same and those same things affecting uh the transportation of goods you know i don't think people suddenly started eating more pork loin when the cats came out but the number of people who could work in a in a factory that produces it what went down uh those factories were working under reduced hours there was more regulation on how things were done so less was getting made and uh those all not only contributed to the food shortage or the perception of a food shortage but also contributed to inflation because it caused an artificial loss in demand while the su- or supply while the demand remained high for like so many things so that's I hope that answered the question alright and uh next we got uh knowledge yeah. 
I just want to say, uh, <clears throat> I think because of the way the, I, I say all this food shortage thing is tied to the economy. So the way the uh, government responded to that shit, you know what I'm saying? Really, really uh, has an effect on what we're seeing right now. The food shortage, the inflation, the supply, the supply chain, you know what I'm saying? All that. I think all that ties into it. Um, to answer the question, I would say the way the country handled it, the way the country handled uh, that shit, <clears throat> the cats, you know what I'm saying, really uh, had a direct impact on the food shortage. That's my take. Now, next we got Southern. Uh, yeah, I'd say it, it had a pretty major impact, um, probably for the same reasons the captain did. Um, the the disruption of the the markets and the movement of goods um, on top of the I think it's over uh, over a million dead now so that's certainly going to have an impact either now or later um, and and just uh, beyond any of those two things the disruption in global trade too. Um, uh, being able to move things around is more difficult now and so on and so forth um pretty much just like everything else with the with the economy goes so it's just more difficult to get things period um and this is just another aspect of that yeah and uh zero uh um, well your yeah thoughts? definitely so i think it did impact it um just the mere fact that um, trade routes got uh, messed up. Um, I worked security at uh, uh, a port oh, wow. and um, just the sh ships and stuff that came in um, when the, the event wasn't happening versus when it was is like night, night and day. Yeah. So like definitely like trade routes and um, like the types of um, raw materials that need to get into a certain country like there were there was like news news reports and stuff about like um cargo ships like being on the coast not being able to dock because of covid restrictions Oops. sorry restrictions but um yeah i definitely think that that did affect that And uh, y'all can pretty much uh, just get into it if y'all would like to. There. How do I put this? Part of the problem with putting together what effect that shit had uh, on these things is harder because when you think about the factors that lit that that happen in that industry and other industries it begs the question even if there was a loss let's say let's put a number on it like five percent right five percent of five uh, percent of production was overall affected five percent of the transportation affected other than our in-demand economy where everything is like precisely ordered to arrive at this precise time because without if that step gets missed the whole thing screws up how do, how is it so much so that 
it's causing knock-on effects two years later because based on that kind of economy it should have recovered in six months i'm just gonna start with that question like out there like using Portland because it's, it's an repeat, article i remember repeat, repeat the question again like, like, if if our question. economy if the way our economy functions is you know if a if a factory needs something they have there's basically an automated system right it says okay well we need this and then it places that order knowing it takes this long to get there and then that stuff will get used and then they also specifically order for excess for storage right yeah. how is it that with a system that is that precise how is it taking how are we at two years on and not recovered from it despite the trillions of dollars that are being poured into the economy for the purpose of fixing it mm. like and um, it's not even a question about the government or or greedy shareholders it's a matter of how is it that because of how the system itself is built how was the system unable to correct itself is capital within six months it's capitalism. It's not meant to correct itself. It's meant for the like an economic and, and tragic and uh, uh, crisis like this. I, I've been studying it, and it's a video that going when I find it, bro. I'm gonna send it to you. We can all react to it. Right. It's the cycles. It's the cycles of economic, like like how the economy goes through these economic uh, uh, crises every 20 years. It seems like every 20, 40 years. It seems like you know what I'm saying. And it's always it always comes from the greed. Like the, instead of instead of all that government money that they get, instead of uh, 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 helping out workers or whatever, they buy back stocks. You know what I'm saying? They do things to fatten their pockets at the top. You know what I'm saying? That's what I think happened with all that money, all that government spending. You know what I'm saying? And then now we have the situation that we have right now. You know what I'm saying? Nobody put nobody. Everybody saw this happening, but all the money went to greed to fatten people's pockets instead of preventing to be creating some type of safety, safety net to being proactive because you're not going to convince me that the government is that dumb to not see this happening like this wasn't orchestrated you know what i'm saying they can prevent government takeovers from foreign countries but you can't see the collapse economic collapse of your own country that's bullshit, especially when you see who benefiting at the top that's just that's not very interesting yeah i'd say i'd say in that I mean, this is something that Mark extensively, like, that uh, capitalism may often be seen as sort of like a, like a stalwart shield, you know, unbreakable defense. But uh, the reality is it's a house made of glass. Um, it, once capitalism is allowed to progress so far, the system must work perfectly like a, like a well-oiled machine and yeah. any sort of wrench that is thrown into the works of that severely disrupts the entire system. They got it. And provided that it's a bad enough wrench, it can totally collapse the system. Um, and, and he wrote extensively on that in uh, in Capital. So, yeah, it's it's certainly a, a problem that we could have seen coming. We could have been somewhat more prepared for it, but ultimately, like, it's not exactly something that you can prepare for in every way. Um, and you kind of just have to default back onto, well, the strength of our system can handle this. Uh, we were somewhat lucky enough that it was able to handle it, but it brought us right to the brink. So, I mean, what is it? Is the next is the next horrible event 50 years from now going to cause the collapse? I mean, 
Well, stands to reason. Capitalism was so bad. How did we manage better than com- than countries who are more government reliant and less free market reliant? Because those governments that you speak on rely on us. We've been top of their shit. We've been we've yep. been colonized their ass, and we've been to control well, their resources. We're not colonized. We subsidize. Hey, call it what you want, man. You know what I'm saying? The people so, would call no, it colonizers. Not call you know it what they saying? want. There's actual terms for it. <laughs> Yeah, the destabilization of Libya, the stabilization of the Congo, the stabilization of Venezuela, the stabilization of, you know what I'm saying? Like, just the world. That's what America is all about. It's strategic. You can't get mad at it. From a, If you look at it from a, from what it's designed to do, you can't get mad at it, bro. Only thing you can get mad is when you have food shortages, you have inflation, you have people suffering, and the government has no fucking answers. When you know they know what the fuck is going on. You know what I'm saying? You insulting our intelligence, at least the ones that, you know what I'm saying, think outside the box. They know what's going on. Excuse me, they know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And to further to further um, prove knowledge's point with that, like, Marx was never foolish enough to write, like, any moralistic opinions on capitalism or socialism or um, communism. He wrote what he thought was the best system and why he thought that. But largely he kind of saw capitalism like almost like a almost like a hungry bear you know if, if a bear is hungry and it wanders into a playground and mauls a kid you can't really like be mad at the fact that it's a bear you know and it was hungry yeah. but nonetheless it was a bear and it mauled a kid there was a bad outcome so yeah that was kind of how he looked at it he, he didn't really put much moral prescription into it even even the bourgeois um he he um he spoke in lengths that even the bourgeois bourgeois excuse me were trapped within their own class system um and th- there have been examples of why that was of how that wound up being a bad thing for them like for example arranged marriages and such through the aristocracies and and other things but uh, yeah no he never like wrote anything on how he hated the system or how it was morally arranged wrong or even that the things capitalism Sorry. Arranged marriages were not in any way connected to capitalism. Yeah, but it was connected to the bourgeois. That's what I, I was referring to. It was. Uh, I'm using it like a married. Uh, yeah, no. But to the your bourgeois being class, you know. I, I would look at. I would look at. Um, I would look at the situations like you know. You say the bear. You know what I'm saying? I would look at there's a there's somebody that has the bear on the leash and controls the bear. That's the owner of the company. The company itself is the bear. You feel me? But I just feel like there's a there's a person that holds the leash of that bear that we should address. I think that'll get a lot of shit done. All right, but uh we can uh go ahead and uh close out right now. Um, cause it's about that time. But uh I'm gonna have y'all midnight. Uh, you know, go ahead and um, leave y'all social medias, leave whatever y'all want people to reach y'all at. If y'all got a stream, if y'all stream, if y'all have a YouTube channel, anything like that, or just anything uh, that y'all want to promote or anybody that y'all want to give a shout out to. Man, you uh, keep asking well, me to plug shit, I'm about to start streaming. Uh, <laughs> We'll start with Captain, and then next we'll start with Zay, and then you know we'll get uh, Southern, and then Zara. The I'm Captain Batman. Casual. Follow, follow Goon. I don't, I don't do nothing on social media. 
Um, I I just hope that the current administration and whatever administra- and whatever legislative body gets elected focuses on while they are addressing this problem how they can that they are thinking about the future to prevent something like this from happening again and i hope it doesn't involve spending more trillions of dollars because that's not what we need and And i think that i think the people the the american people and maybe you know other first world countries need to uh and i know this doesn't sound very capitalist considering i'm a conservative but i think people need to learn to uh scale back a little bit on uh on their wants and focus more on the needs and i think that if that happens the knock-on effect going uphill will help prevent things like this from happening in the future all right next we got uh zay i mean <laughs> my fault we got knowledge <laughs> knowledge on discord uh slim zay tv s-l-i-m-z-a-y tv on twitch um shit like i say bro it's a whole lot of alternatives that we we should be getting at <clears throat> we we need to stop we overeat anyway in america we overeat bro i'm gonna be the one to say it. we overeat but we're not really uh watching what we eat anyway there's a whole lot of uh, alternatives to this shit and also um um just pay attention to the economy the economy dictates everything that's going on with this food shortage shit. Like you can easily follow how this is going and know who to appropriately blame by watching the economy, bro. That's all I gotta say. All right. And uh Zay, did you have like your Twitch or anything that you wanted to plug, bro? Oh yeah, Twitch, uh Slim Zay TV, S L I M Z A Y TV. Uh, I be just man, I ain't gonna lie. I just be uh, streaming the game sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Playing music, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. Looking up YouTube videos, you know what I'm saying? If you wanna uh, follow me on that, you can do that. Um, yeah, that's about it for right now. Everything else under construction, you feel me? Uh, <laughs> and uh, next we got uh, Southern. Yeah, so the, it's Southern underscore socialist 24. That's on TikTok and on Discord. Uh, as I mentioned previously, I don't have any other social medias as of right now, so don't even bother trying with that. Um, ultimately, this is a this is a problem. Um, unfortunately, as per business as usual in the United States, the people that are going to suffer the most are the people that are the least able to deal with that suffering. You know, the the poorest and the lowest classes of people. Um, unfortunately. Now, that is not to say that all hope is lost. Um, this is, there is no problem that cannot be solved with policy. There's no problem that can't be handled with appropriate um, appropriate policy and appropriate use of government power. Um, unfortunately, whether or not those outcomes come to bear, that's, that's the real question. Um, <laughs> and uh, we've seen too many times where they haven't. Um, but, uh, but ultimately, this is just yet another uh, aspect of both where a system has failed and where it could be corrected, provided proper policy, provided proper use of policy. Um, but unfortunately, this will probably just wind up being a situation where more people suffer and more people are put in a position of constant suffering and the world will carry on as usual. All right, and then uh, last but not least, we got Zero. 
Hey. All right. So, at the end of the day, guys, you will always have in the arms of an angel. You know that song, that one that um they did for like stubborn children in Africa. What? The American people will never, ever be able to go starving. Hey, where you from, bro? Jamaica. Wait a minute. Let him, uh, <laughs> let him uh, finish his statement. No, I, I feel like he was trolling. No, no, no I'm not trolling. Um, this <laughs> this is a uh, a problem that is hard to overcome because it's not just America that has this problem it's everywhere in the world that has this problem but the the, the way to solve it is to create um, some kind of um, what you'd say a brain trust to where people share their ideas to see like oh well this thing will work or that thing will work I'm kind of confused. <laughs> All right. But uh, did you have like any uh, socials or like anything like that that you want to plug, bro? No, I don't. Well, um, I definitely always appreciate all of y'all coming by. Um, let me see. It was, uh, well... I pretty much already had um, everybody on this panel before, Southern. I spoke to you before, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I've pretty much already had everybody on this panel. Um, I yeah, but I'm, I'm... I appreciate... <laughs> Wait a minute, Zach. I definitely okay. uh, always appreciate y'all um, coming by or whatnot. And uh, if y'all have time, uh, definitely feel free to come by tomorrow. Or we'll just be, uh, you know, just talking about like uh, random topics. And uh, there, uh, it's not so much of like a regulated format or whatnot. You know, we can pretty much just talk about whatever, uh, you know, um, really talk and, uh, you know, just um, speak about whatever we've been going through um, throughout the week or whatnot. But um, I would just like to uh, give y'all my uh, Twitter and the Instagram. It's going to be goon underscore uh, turn underscore god. That's uh, goon underscore turn underscore god. And then uh, you can also find me on Twitch yeah, and on YouTube. Uh, and uh, goon turn god, just, just all one word. Um, that's for my Twitch and uh, Twitter. Um, and uh, my uh, Twitch and YouTube, but um, y'all definitely hit that subscribe, and uh, I will definitely catch y'all on the next one. All right. <laughs>